What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This week on Down the Wire, blah, 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 episode 25, blah, 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 lots of things happen in sports, blah, 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 all ruined because of Aaron Rodgers' drama. All this and more, Down the Wire. Okay, Kenny Ellis. One and a half. One episode 25 down the wire, baby. Another week in the wild, wild world of sports. You know what? Uh, I would rather have weeks like this, though, where there was a lot going on, as opposed to last week where we were so focused on the Bucks, and really that was the only thing that was going on. Hold up, hold up. So you'd rather have weeks of complete mass chaos than weeks of your team just won their respective championships and you're celebrating the whole time? I'm sorry. I'm I'm what? I'm not saying that. I'm saying, you know, as a from a from a you know, our commentators national level from our from our I don't even know what I'm saying. Okay. From our, sure, from like our sports coverage minds, I'd Fine. rather have more sports to cover than just me go I, up there and I talk bullshit, you know? I can agree with that. Did, uh, did you end up going down to the parade? I no. went to um, I went to the stage where they were talking, and not okay. I didn't go watch the parade, but I did go watch like them talk. Which, if we're gonna be honest, probably should have just went and watched the parade and left. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was some very, uh, very odd questions by Zora Stevens, um, particularly the one to Brooke Lopez. Of, that, yeah, what, what what is our Disney movie that represents this team? Which I, I will give mad props to Brooke Lopez because the Mighty Ducks is the right answer. That what? is the best answer to give. What was he but, supposed to say? Frozen? Like, come on. Look, when you think of Disney movie, is that the first thing you're going to think of? Even if you're trying to think sports relations, yeah. you are not thinking Mighty Ducks. And he was right there for it. That's that so Stanford boy. That's that Stanford boy. He's a smart guy. About. Smart guy. Um, also, it was fantastic to see Giannis call up Brandon Jennings. Yes. And Brandon Jennings, more or less, get the final word of the entire day. Beautiful. He should have been, he should have been there on the stage first and foremost to hype up the entire crowd because it was very, like... That's what I mean. It was uh, it was like I probably could have just watched the parade and I would have been happier. I, I mean, it was it was cool. I waited a long time over there, and they all talked for like 10 seconds, and then it was just done. 
And so I do prob- you like the the political parties talking? Yeah, exactly. Like I probably should have just went to the parade and then tried to catch a shirt from Brandon Jennings that said like Bucks and Six on it. Oh yeah, yeah we got those shirts at the at our program. Really? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. See, I should have just went and tried to catch a shirt. I should have just went and tried to catch you? a shirt. It was uh, a cr- yeah. What? No, just saying. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. It was cool. It was a crazy week for Wisconsin sports still. The whole entire town was just drunk the entire week. It was busy all week. And on top of that, today, breaking news, Wisconsin sports only getting crazier. (laughs) Only getting crazier. Aaron Rodgers will play for the Green Bay Packers next season. Okay, I heard that. I was like somewhat excited. And then I saw all the concessions that Green Bay is planning on making for Aaron Rodgers, and I am so done. I have never been more annoyed with a single player in my entire life, and that's saying something, because I went through the Favre drama, and I love Brett Favre, but guess what? He got really freaking annoying. Now I'm seeing this with Aaron Rodgers, and holy shit, this is the most obnoxious thing i could have possibly imagined it was um it definitely sounds like that aaron Rodgers is more or less agreeing to play this year so that they trade him next year and yes but here's the thing they're making his trade availability and his uh the potential of a trade less desirable to people because they have voided the final year of that contract more or less, and uh, that takes it down from two years of Aaron Rodgers to only one year if he plays this year or if they trade him beforehand. You know, potential, you never know. So that makes it bad. You know, who wants to give up four draft picks for Aaron Rodgers to get him for one year? I get it. He's great, but come on. Well, there was some controversy. There was a whole lot of news, rather, in Wisconsin, especially Green Bay, this entire weekend, we started things off with we still had drama from Aaron Rodgers as well. Then on top of it, uh, Devontae Adams was looking like he was in some turmoil with the organization and not wanting to continue his contract talks. And Zadarius Smith put out some sort of post that some people took the wrong way that he has since downplayed. And he just says he wants financial security not that he wants to leave. He just wants to start negotiating a deal. But Devontae Adams, that was a bipolar story in itself now already because he had broken up the negotiations with the Packers, not wanting to continue talking about his contract. He then posts the LeBron, or LeBron, yikes, Jordan and Pippen picture. Oh, about the greatest player of all time, that's all. That's what I'm thinking about. That's what I was thinking about. Anyway, Jordan and Pippen, both that last dance photo, him and Aaron Rodgers, both posting it on their Instagram stories. And you know what? As soon as I saw that, I knew Aaron was coming back. If they're both doing that, you knew what that meant. It was one last ride. And now you wonder, is this make the team a team of destiny or are they going to suck? Because it's one or the other. I think they're going to suck. Yeah. I really do. Because you had uh, Bakhtiari coming out 
and complaining about the fact that like, whoa, you didn't tell me about it, uh, Aaron. So there's there's already uh, we we kind of assumed that Rogers had kind of turned himself into a locker room cancer with this drama throughout the entire off season, and now it really seems like he truly has become a toxic affinity in that locker room. And I, like I said, I'm done. Get him out. Trade him now before the season. Get as much as you humanly can. And uh, don't fall victim to everything that they're trying to do because he has more or less put his foot on the neck of the organization in, of Green Bay. And they're already cash strapped, right? Now, I, I realize that in their negotiations for him to come back they have worked it out so he will have less of a cap hit for them all right cool but i there are unconfirmed sources but there are some saying that he needs randall cobb to come back and if if i'm the houston texans who you know currently uh, have randall cobb on their roster are you telling me that the Packers are not going to overpay to get this dude back? I I did hear this story as well. I heard something along the lines of he wants Randall Cobb back, which if I, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I why? Like, he, he's not been anything since he left Green Bay. Dude, he wanted Jake Kumaro. I was just going to say, might as well go like, fucking get Kumaro back for free rather than trade for fucking Cobb, dude. Both of them are just equally as useless on the team. And, you know, I, I, I had issue with Aaron in the championship game, the NFC championship game, because he only – there were a couple of very crucial plays, one being that uh, entire end zone drive uh, at the end of the game, right, where he would not target anyone but Devontae Adams. You had wide-open players, Tanyan – uh, MVS should have ran the ball was, at the end. Yes, and he would not stop focusing on Devonte. And I have a feeling that you bringing in uh, Randall Cobb is now going to do the same. And now instead of one person though that he focuses on, he's going to have two, which makes his yeah. There's more targets, sure, but that makes it even less opportunity for those other players. Someone like Amari Rogers, who he just drafted, uh, to be able to get those pivotal targets in their rookie season. I'm very. This is the one thing I can find the silver lining on this because I am with you. I am really this after those concessions that came out with what Aaron kind of wanted to get done to in order to play this year. I I am on the same boat. You know what? Just I'm done with this guy. Okay, he's he's controlling the team too much and. It's going to end up bad for the Packers if they fall into this trap for too long. But I don't hate getting him on the books for one more year because I think Jordan Love starting next year is a lot more beneficial to the team off the rip. If he wants to develop for one more season, he was a guy who didn't even suit up for games last year because of COVID and they didn't want him catching the virus or anything like that so that they always had a man available but give him two years rather than the one to sit 
a guy who is super raw. We know he's got some talent in the, at the collegiate level, at least. But now he can watch and learn from Aaron Rodgers one more year, like Rodgers did for what three years, four years behind Favre. So I would rather Jordan. I think it was like three, two or three years, yeah. something like that. And so I would rather have a similar scenario for Jordan Love. But I'm completely with you on this. You know what, man? If we can get something for Aaron and a lot at that, let's just do that right off the rip too now because you're you're not going to get a lot. Or I shouldn't say that. You're not going to get what you could have gotten. You would have been better off tanking this season, just letting Jordan Love uh, get wherever. Then, come the the beginning of the postseason, trade Aaron Rodgers for a an absolute massive haul. It would be a, an unprecedented haul because it would be two years of control. Oh, because that's another thing that uh rogers new deal is that is getting worked out is he cannot be tagged at all by any team i'm sorry that that is huge that is a huge loss for the packers and i there are new reports that uh i think they are not interpreted interpreted properly but they are talking about how Rodgers might have a say in where he gets traded to. I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm completely I, I'm done with Aaron Rodgers. I, I can't even tell you how done I am. I'm done with Brian Gutekunst. This is a complete fucking debacle. I'm done with Mark Murphy, the uh, the president of what football everything. He fucked this up so royally as well. I this, uh, and you know what? And if Devonte Adams really feels that he needs to play with Aaron Rodgers too, and if he doesn't get this like one final year with them, he's done. I, I'm good with getting rid of him as well. Get a massive haul for Devonte Adams, who is arguably the best wide receiver in the league. Aaron Rodgers, who is easily number one, number two, maybe number three in. Uh, quarterback in the league, which you know equates to number one in pr- practically any other position. It's, and and yeah. if you need to, maybe even Bakhtiari. Uh, you know, I would love to keep Bakhtiari. He's great and all, but if you're talking about rebuild, get a full pick overload, a draft compensation mega haul uh, between the three of them, and go buck wild. I completely agree. I completely agree. I think right now the Packers are... I'm scared for this upcoming season because, like I said, I, I could tell you, I could definitely see Aaron's like attitude getting in the way this year as last year we saw he took a real big step up. the year, Two years before this where everyone said he had two down seasons, which the numbers were down on the completions, but realistically the touchdowns-to-interception ratio was pretty good for Aaron Rodgers to say it was a, quote, down year. But what was really bad was he was kind of a whiny bitch those last two years. He was not a good locker room guy. You could see it on the field how visibly angry and, like you said, the word you've been using, cancerous, on the team was. This last year, that was a big step up for Aaron. He was able to 
be, he looked like he was having a good time. He looked like he was having fun. He wasn't yelling at his receivers like a crazy amount. He was a guy who was a leader on the team. And I'm fearful that because of what happened this offseason, now these new concessions and kind of pretty much Aaron Rodgers telling them, you have me for one more year and then I'm gone, I could definitely see him getting pissed off and doing all those same things he was doing two and three years ago this season, and it could result in not the success the Packers are looking for in their last year of Aaron Rodgers. I I want Rodgers... Man, you know what? I don't know. I I really don't know. I I was about to say I want Rodgers to just bomb horribly and completely tank his own stock. You know what? I, I'm I'm gonna say it. I want him to fail. I want him to fail uncontrollably because the Packers don't deserve it. He doesn't deserve it. Devontae doesn't deserve it. And I love Devontae Adams too. But holy fuck, this is such a train wreck. This is this podcast is usually a lighthearted affair, and I am angry right now. I'm so. <laughs> fucking livid we... by this entire uh this entire situation and what Aaron Rodgers has done to a storied franchise well let's look that's all we know about it right now then should we switch it up a little bit we should switch it up we do have a new name and brand in baseball that we didn't get to talk about that also happened on the same day of the Devonte Adams turmoil, the Cleveland baseball team, formerly known as the Cleveland Indians, now will be known as the Cleveland Guardians. And I would like to come out here and say that they now have the worst name in at least professional baseball. Correct? Worst name in professional baseball? I don't know. Um... Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to go over. I don't, Orioles kind of suck. Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I actually don't hate it. I mean, it, we talked what? about this a while back. You don't hate it? A while back. No, remember, there were three names that were being floated around, right? There was Avengers, which was hardcore trash. There were the Spiders, which we kind of talked as like, oh, that's the one we like. And then there were the Guardians. Which it's representative, representatory. Is that it? I don't know. Uh, it's a representation of the city itself, the Cleveland Bridge, the Guardian Bridge, and I'm not gonna lie, the logo sucks. Fire sucks. No, dude. The, what? The logo is fire, dude. With the fire. with the wings on the golf or on the ball. Yes. No. Yes. No. I love that logo. Trash. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan. I don't think so. I think personally they went with Guardians because the D-I-A-N-S at the end of Indians can now look at Guardians. I'm not even kidding. So that all their songs will stay the same. Their fonts can be the same now. It doesn't matter. They really liked I, that the I last four letters. Their fonts can stay the same. Uh, and especially if like, like the C in Cleveland, they could even just be like, alright, we're going to add a nice bar here. <laughs> Uh, but like, I, I'm not again. 
out of the three that were floated, that was my second choice. I didn't hate it. I just wasn't crazy about it. And upon seeing the, the logo, I actually think the logo is really cool. I don't I know. I think it's, it's got a more of a modern take to it. And uh, I, I think I think it fits in well with baseball. It's it, it reminds me, you know, it's kind of what the Brewers did with their new logos. They did the wheat on the seams instead now. And of the baseball logo, they have the wheat seams instead. And the Guardians kind of did a similar thing with the G's and the wings on the side now for their seams. It, it I don't know. It's not really for me. Out of 10, where do you rank it? Because I'm, I'm giving it like, I'm giving it like a seven, seven and a half. Really? I was thinking like a four and a half. Oh, uh, it's definitely above average. I don't think so. I think it's the worst you name. give it a five. The worst name? Yeah. Dude. I'm not oh, here for it. It's man. not just recency bias either, because Seattle Kraken, great name. Everyone loves that one. But yeah, but but again, look at go back and listen to, uh, uh, what the hell is his name? Um, the comedian. He but he made fun of baseball for team names, uh, for having it's just baseball in general, uh, having a park instead of you know the gridiron, the turf, uh, and just like the names uh, itself instead of the chicago bears it's the chicago Cubs. i don't know um, i i don't hate i guess they could have fucked it up more I, i'll say that they could have that's why it's a four and a half a below average name choice i will say for sure and when you have a chance to rebrand your whole team like you can go really crazy with it george george carlin that i could not think of his name. there you go but george carlin totally roasted uh, uh, baseball in the grand scheme of things uh, in comparison to sports and I think you know at that point Guardians fits in well for baseball I wish they just rebranded all together like with new color scheme and all that stuff and they really could have had a lot of fun with it but I don't know I, I guess it could be worse they could have came up with a worse name I'm just not a big fan of Guardians and I don't know for baseball it sounds even more weird we will have to wait and see on that end of things, the the color, because they it seemed like they were going more of a red, and it was more of a reddish tint than that like red orange that Cleveland had, or I should say the the Indians logo had. Um, and I I don't know. I again I am I do not want to make any more comments on it until I see the full branding. You know, we can look at a logo and make it a make an opinion on that. Because I'm going to be honest, I wasn't super big on the Bucks uh, color change back when they first announced it. When they added the cream and the green, I thought that was actually probably going to be a hideous color. And you know, now look at it. I think it looks good. I I enjoy it, and especially once I see it implemented onto a field or into a game, it might be even better. Okay, we can do that. We can wait until that comes. Should we stick in the division, though, with some Chicago White Sox news? Your boy, Yerman Mercedes, retired and then unretired in a matter of a half hour. Yeah, uh, you know what? You're, I, I've done my research on Yerman Mercedes, and as much as I love him, the guy is incredibly immature. And... I know this is going to sound absolutely bonkers. I 
might be on the side of Tony Larusa. Whoa! Whoa! I know. Whoa! I know. I know. I know. I know. Fuck! I know. Your <laughs> like, Mercedes is is very childish. He's incredibly childish, and he is someone that craves the spotlight. He has. Uh, he got that taste of being on a major league team, and he, and not to mention having that uh, month of success really filled his head. And once he got sent back down, he threw a fucking hissy fit. He threw a tantrum, and he he put out this retirement situation as like a like a hostage routine. Uh, you know, because he he was talking about how um, you know up in the major leagues he was making thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars even, and getting bumped down to, to the what is it Triple A? He only makes six hundred a week, um, and you know he was talking about how he needs to feed his family and stuff and blah 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 blah. Bruh, if I got six hundred a week, you know how happy I would be. <laughs> like, um, I I get it. Like. You you were living that big league lifestyle only to have to you know kind of get brought back down to earth. And I had heard that Larusa and Mercedes had a phone conversation, and it seems that he is he is uh, in their the White Sox plan for the future. So. You know, whether or not that means when rosters expand come the fall or, you know, next year, I don't know. Fuck. Um, I, that's the reason why he suited back up for Charlotte. He was on fire the first month, obviously. Then struggled very much after that, batting under like a buck 60, I think, or something during that stretch after like the first month where he was. North, of, he was leading the majors in batting average for a while. He was near like that 350 to 370 mark through for a while, and then hit a really bad slump. And yeah. he was a rookie. Why wouldn't he get sent down if he was doing something like that? This is his first time in the bigs. Like if he's going to play that terrible and that unproductive, Tony Larusa has every right to use one of his options and send his ass down to the minors. So I was ready to breaking. take. He's raking down in AAA. I mean, he's got some type of confidence back, whether that means he's good enough to come back for the Major League team. Obviously, different story. But, I mean, things things could be way worse, dude. You could just be shit altogether. Exactly. And he's definitely... he. You, you don't get to the Majors and do that kind of production for a decent period of time, meaning like a month and not understand baseball. I'm sure he was just slumping and they wanted just to get his confidence up and they wanted him to get something figured out before they really need him. Like you said, in their future plans and maybe by September, you know, they have the 28 man rosters now or the 40 man rosters and the 28 man postseason rosters. Maybe he gets that extra spot or two that they move up for right there and he'll be fine. He'll be fine in the future. Yeah. You know, that's something though, that's going to be a little bit tricky. Um, I'm I'm not going to lie, uh, because they have a pretty stacked up lineup right now. Um, you know they got 
their catchers, Zach Collins and uh, Sebi Savala. Savala. Uh, And, you know, you don't need two catchers right now. Um, You just don't. So I I don't quite know what the future holds for him. He's probably going to sneak in the DH spot or something right there if he can figure it out, too. Except here's the thing. They got Eloy Jimenez coming back, and he's terrible in the outfield. They don't want him in the outfield. The only reason why he's there right now is because Eloy wants to, to play that. But, you know, if push comes to shove, they're going to take his bat over your bin. That's also true. It's also true. Um, it was cra- That was a crazy story this week. Yerman Mercedes, like I said, in a matter of a day, retired and then came out of retirement to, via Instagram. And you heard it here. We are in support of Tony La Russa on that decision for how he went. Legit, legit, Tony La Russa could be manager of the year for the AL. Like, no joke. Um, unless, um, I mean, probably Cora with the Red Sox, too. That Again, that's a, a big lot. That's a big turnaround. Big turnaround over there. Um, Mariners, if they fuck around and keep doing something, who's the Mariners? Uh, nah. I don't know, nah, but they're not—they're not leading that division, are they? Uh, they're supposed to be ass, and if they get a playoff spot, they'll get—they'll get some love. I promise. I don't even know who the manager is because I literally played zero attention to them. All I know is Kelnick's over there, and that's because he's from Wisconsin. That's fair. All right. Well, speaking of, uh, let's—you know—speaking of the MLB, this week is the trade deadline. Correct. That's huge. Big big I news. This is this is honestly one of my favorite time uh, of the year for sports. I love both MLB free agency and the hot stove, uh, like trade deadline stuff. is is my favorite. It's better than any other uh, national sport. Uh, what it would be uh, the Big Four, right? I think it is the most fun. So this this week is going to get crazy, and it's, you've already seen it happen with the Padres making a bunch of moves already, and they've even said, we're not done. They just uh, picked up, what, Adam Frazier, right? From the Pirates. Yeah. And uh, don't forget, we saw Nelson Cruz go to the Rays. That was a pretty big one. He homered in his debut. Huh? When did that happen? That was a couple days ago, I think. I I don't think it was quite a week. It was before our last... Before the 24.6 episode, or after that, rather. It was after that. Homer okay. in his debut, so we had no time to talk about it, but Nelson Cruz already making an impact on that Rays team, and he's going to hit home runs until he's 78 years old. That's just what he does. Yeah, what is the, isn't he in his 40s yet? I think he's 41, 42. Jesus. Yeah, yeah he just keeps up. going. It's definitely one of the best times in sports because this is where we see a lot of big names and a lot of big impactful trades along the season too these are moves that constantly play in huge roles on why teams get better and have success for the rest of the season and into the postseason i mean you think of guys like cc sabathia when he did for the brewers when he was there uh manny machado on that dodgers run as well as another name these are really times where teams can really go over the hump and contribute to a lot of success for the team yeah absolutely so i have looked up uh this is mlb.com's predictions of 25 players and 25 trade deadline predictions 
Now, we're not going to go through all of them uh, because some of them have already happened because um, this actually was written on the 24th. Uh, so I, I, But I kind of wanted to see their predictions and then match them up with our uh, expert opinion, right. if you would. So uh, first name, obvious, is the big one, Trevor Story, shortstop for the Rockies. And MLB.com predicts that they are going uh, – he is going – to the Oakland A's. Really? Now, is Trevor Story the best free agent? Are we so sure on this right now? Or the best uh, trade prospect right now? Because there's a few names out there. And I have Trevor Story on the list, of course. I wrote down just six guys. We had talked about this before that I was high on. Are we sure Trevor Story is the top dog here? Uh... I would say, yeah. I would think that he is probably it one, if not two. Because mm, you know what, a lot of that, a lot of that goes to what's going on in Chicago uh, with the Cubs. The Cubs have a lot of names that are on the market that can go anywhere. I have no clue what's going to happen down in Chicago. Um, so we kind of have to see what happens on the north side. And uh, outside of that, Trevor Story is the top dog. I think the only other person that you could really make any sort of uh, any sort of fight with would be Chris Bryant. Mm. What about Max Scherzer? Max Scherzer's not going anywhere. You don't think so? I do not. I, I think that they. I, I think that they stick on him for a little bit. I think Max Scherzer, by the end of this week, is a Dodger or an Astro. Dodger or an Astro? Yeah. All right. well, 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 let's get back to the to the name at hand. All right. Trevor Story, where do you got? Does he, does he go elsewhere? Does he stay? I think Trevor Story is the biggest name that has the... Him and Joey Gallo, at least. I think uh, they're the two biggest names that will be moved. That's what I agree. I agree with that statement. I could see Trevor's story. You know, I don't hate him going out to the American League. Um, I just see, like, if for something like this, this just seems like a Yankee move or, or something like that, to, to be honest, like to get a big name like Trevor's story. The A's I didn't even really think of, honestly, but... If you're going to ask me, I don't have a team limited it all the way down to, but I think Trevor Story is going to be an American League player by the end of the week. I would agree. Uh, we were actually talking uh, just a second ago that uh, we, we did get a report that the Milwaukee Brewers have checked in on Trevor Story because of their third base production. And I, I just don't see a, a team... Uh, trading for Trevor Story for third base. I think it's got to be a shortstop uh, position for him. And uh, they've even considered for the Yankees, MLB.com even says there is a fit with the Yankees, but they would have to move Glabar Torres back to second, which means that they're talking about having him in the outfield, which is insane to me. I don't, I don't see that happening either. I think they really want to keep Story in that shortstop position. Um, I, I don't hate this A's prediction. Elvis Andrews has been pretty garbage for Oakland this year, 
And for a team that's really trying to compete for a playoff spot, making a big splash ain't bad. Ain't a bad idea. He gets at all. to stay. He gets to stay near the West as well too. So geographically, probably helps him out a little bit. I, I do. I do like that move. It's definitely a little different. But I think, like you said, now Trevor Story. We might disagree on he's the best target, but I do think he is the best target. That is a for sure move. I, I would agree upon that. Yeah. Trevor Story, I think, is not going to be a Rocky by the end of the week. No, I think that's a 100% guarantee he is gone. The Rockies are in rebuild. Mode. Yes, full on, full on. Now, let's go back to what you were originally talking about, though, Max Scherzer. I think, I... yes, he is the best pitcher on the block if he is to be traded. Um, living with a Washington, D.C. native and Nationals fan this summer, by the way, as well, too. He is okay with Max Scherzer getting traded if they get a lot of value for him. That is what he has said. Now, with him being old, I don't know how much he can get for him, but I personally think he is going to, they are going to blow up Washington, uh, their team, and Max Scherzer, I can just see it right now, is a Dodger or an Astro by the end of the week? Uh, you know, I think he stays. I do not think he gets traded. I think um, they are going to want far too much for him, and no team will bite on that. Uh, and actually, MLB.com does predict the same. They, they say that they are going to stick, um, that the only chance that they did have were, was maybe going to like St. Louis because that's his hometown, mm. and the Cardinals are just falling out of contention anyway. So, right. you know, where um, it, they actually say either uh, San Francisco or Dodgers could be interesting, but you know that's a that's a different story because especially with the Dodgers right now, they're struggling with pitching after literally the entire team. Said, get the Trevor Bauer the fuck out of our locker room. And good for them. So good for them. Yeah, hundred percent. If you know what, I would feel the exact same way. Bye. So, you think he's going to be on? He's going to be stand put. I think he's I, on the move. I want to get to the next bat, who I think is probably the best bat available after Trevor Story. Uh, Joey Gallo, twenty-four home runs on the year, had, leads the MLB in walks. He's batting only 222, but for Joey Gallo, that's pretty freaking good. And he brings a lot of pop. He gets on base a lot, so he's definitely a valuable bat. He is on the absolute dog water of a team that is called the Texas Rangers, who haven't led a game in like 11 games or something like that now in a row. And I think he is for sure gone as well. And this is the bat that I think, before hearing what we just heard about Josh Donaldson, I think Milwaukee could pursue Joey Gallo. That's my prediction, too. I think uh, I, I think that David Stern is going to do a big splash move, um, and, and I think this is the one that they go for. First base has been atrocious all season, and... Uh, you don't need a guy that can do crazy defensive things. Joey Gallo is not necessarily the best, uh, uh, the 
best outfielder. I think they move him to first base and, you know, solidify that position for themselves. You know what? I wouldn't hate him getting some reps at left field or whatever, too, if they're moving around guys just to get guys breaks. But I completely agree. A guy who's played first base before, if they could get Joey Gallo just to stay put and anchor down that spot, I I don't care that he's batting 220. I am not... I'm not worried about that. We need a guy. I've been saying it all year. We need a guy who can hit home runs. We have no pop in our bats. Willie Adamas has been a godsend for this team right now. Without him, no one could be able to hit at all on our team. And bring in Joey Gallo, a guy with a lot of pop, like I said, and stick him at first base where we've had a, the, the three-headed monster of Keston Hira Dan Vogelbach and Rowdy Tellez, the newest added member to that squad over there. Send one of them down, whatever you not got to do. Joey Gallo is the everyday first baseman for at least the rest of the 2021 season for the Brewers. I think you could get it done with Keston Hira and a couple of prospects. I, I think that the Rangers could look into Keston Hira being someone, you know, for the future, maybe I Maybe not necessarily at first base for them. Uh, maybe in j- just a DH role or something. I don't even know. But I, I think that's a good choice. Also, you're forgetting uh, there's one other dude that's been playing first base too. What, what's his name? Uh, like Trace or Trace Gibson or whatever the fuck his name is. I don't know. Oh, but Jace it, Peterson? Is it Chase Peterson? Jace. Jace. Jace, Jace Peterson. He's been doing good too, man. Jace Peterson I, has been one of the better bats for this team since yeah, the All-Star I, break as well. Yeah, he's set the pace uh, uh, for that first base position. Uh, and I know that's not saying much, but, uh, you know, he's he's good. And Vogelbach isn't back yet, right? I think he's still, what, a week or two out? A little longer even? Yeah, somewhere around there. He's He's still getting back. He's still getting back. And who knows how he's going to be when he comes back. You know, he, he had a pretty sizable injury, right? He was out for a month and a half, two months. Um, I think Joey Gallo, well, I'm hoping Joey Gallo goes to the Brewers. That's what I'm predicting. That's what uh, I want as well. MLB.com says that he is staying. Um, we'll go to the team that MLB, uh, the player, I should say, that MLB.com predicts the Brewers will pick up at first base. And that is your boy, Jesus Aguilar. Mm. They say that he is going back to the Brewers. I have heard that they had some talks through articles and stories looking into it. And I could see it. I I think that's the position that the Brewers are actively pursuing is first base, obviously. And why else wouldn't they? They don't need any pitchers. I saw something along the lines of the Brewers were looking into Scherzer. And it's just like, why? Why would they do that? They just passed. Just by the way, we need to bring this up real quick. They just broke the record for the first team to ever strike out a thousand batters in less than a hundred games. Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, all in the top, all in the top seven in strikeouts right now. They don't need more pitching. They they got it on lock right now, and getting Scherzer would be stupid. They need a bat. Jesus Aguilar, you remember his first half? In like 20, what was it, 18? 18. Yeah. 18. When he was literally the MVP. 
I, I mean, he probably was yeah. the MVP that year in the first half of the season. Then Christian Yelich took over in the second half, yada, 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 whatever. Jesus Aguilar had a great season for the Brewers. Didn't do much after that year. Definitely never lived up to that year of his all-star selection. But we need something there. And I wouldn't hate them pursuing him either. Aguilar, I, I would rather have Joey Gallo. I think, even though Aguilar might be a more consistent bat, I want the strict power bat. I'm totally fine with the average being lower on the first base side. I don't. I want pop. We've we've stuck with this team that has had terrible batting average all year, and we're winning games with a team with a terrible batting average all year. I want home runs, and if Jesus can do that, I'd be okay with it. But I think Jesus personally should pursue another American League team because I think he is a great DH option as well as someone who plays a averaged first base at best. Yeah, um, but again, it's first base. It's the position with more or less the least amount of defense required. Um, just just as the, the facts there. Uh the thing about Aguilar that kind of piques my interest is that he's going to be cheaper. He's going to be exponentially cheaper. Um, and that's mainly because he's older and he's uh, would be brought in more for pl- platooning and not to be the everyday guy. Joey Gallo would be an everyday player. Jesus Aguilar cannot hit against, uh, uh, what is it, right-handed pitchers, I believe. He can hit lefties. But righties are no thank you to him. Well, now you're talking about this. Do you think... Or the other um, way around, sorry. Lefties are bad than him. I don't think that... um, Like, I would be surprised if they make a move and they're sticking with this guy and not just getting rid of him at the end of the year. I I don't think that Joey Gallo gets traded for and they sign him. I think it's a one year rental and it's for all the marbles yeah they they want to keep the uh same energy level that the bucks brought you know what i mean they they are kind of riding that wave of the city and and i i I don't know if that's what um that's what green bay is doing but with you know rogers and all that but i think that the, the brewers definitely are you know they showed a ton of support for the Bucks uh, throughout, and I think kind of uh, showing that they can be the same level of interest to generate that same level of interest would be smart. I we'll have to see. We'll have to see with them. Uh, let's go back to your north side. We were talking about. We'll start it off. We'll just do all the Cubs right here. We'll do them all yes, in one. I we'll have do that same idea. So I'm gonna. I have four names. Three are probable movers, and the fourth is probably just the biggest name, right? Is that we're on the same page with that now? I would assume okay. that's the closer position. Well, the I think he's going. Craig Kimbrell, yes. Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, and the name that I don't think is moving, but is the biggest name, Javi Baez. So we'll. we'll I, Javi Baez is staying. I believe that. MLB.com believes that, too. Fair enough. Javi, so we don't need to talk about him. Though. Great. Then the other three names would be Rizzo, Bryant, and Kimbrell, which 
if you're asking me, they all three could be gone. Yeah. And another person to think about, too, is Zach Davies, who is having a really good season uh, for the, the Cubs. So let me let me give off all the, those names. They got Anthony Rizzo going to the Yankees. They got Chris Bryant going to the Giants. Zach Davies to the Mets. Craig Kimball, Kimbrell to the Dodgers. Mm. Now, Kimbrell going to the Dodgers is weird to me. That They, they have Jansen closing it out. And they have relief arms there as well that, you know, between Grudall and uh, Joe Kelly as well. Like, what? I don't know. Chris Bryant, I think, is really what I've been hearing is the Mets are all over Chris Bryant. And that's who they're actively pursuing right now, too. And that would really be what a left side of the infield, Chris Bryant, Francisco Lindor over there. As for Anthony Rizzo, I don't know. I personally, I, I I would love a bat like Anthony Rizzo on my team. That I, you know, he he just seems to always be batting in very important moments and coming up big in those moments as well. And they the Cubs would never trade him to the Brewers. They don't want. They're not keeping him in the division, obviously. But I hate that. That's that's a dumb. Deal, but whatever. But I completely, I think personally, if if Kimbrel is the number one option there, the number two bat I would actively pursue on the Cubs would have to be Anthony Rizzo, and I would not be going after Baez or Bryant. But Baez is too young; they don't want to give him up. He is. While the Cubs are kind of rebuilding, he is still the future. Um, I really like Anthony Rizzo. I think Anthony Rizzo is a better player now than Chris Bryant is. Agreed. I think he is more Agreed. consistent. I think he has better locker room presence. And even though I, I think as far as offense is concerned, I think Chris Bryant is having a better season right now. I do think that a change of scenery is going to help Anthony Rizzo more than Chris Bryant. And you talk about how first base, like, they don't talk about defense over there. Anthony Rizzo makes an impact defensively at first base as well. You can definitely tell a guy who's very athletic and really hunkers down the right side. Yeah, yeah, and um, I, I think he was a gold glover, wasn't he? That sounds right. Am I crazy? That sounds right. Am I crazy to think that? Um, I, I would yeah. believe that. But, uh, so okay, so where do you think Chris Bryant's going? I think Chris Bryant, from what I'm hearing, it's the Mets right now. And I don't really have a strong opinion. To me personally, I don't think his bat's very valuable. I wouldn't want to trade for him. I am not a fan of Chris Bryant right now. He was the MVP right in 2016 or something like that. It's been a while since Chris Bryant's been any good, in my opinion. Because since yeah. then, he has fallen very, very hard. Anthony Rizzo, I think, should actively be pursued by a lot of teams, especially because he is a little bit older than the other guys who are mentioned on the Cubs. And his bat would be very valuable, and it's not really part of the Cubs' rebuild to keep him around because he is a lot older. I would say Rizzo... <sighs> Rizzo out in New York makes sense to put him at first base and try to maybe move him around somewhere over there. Luke Voigt, I think, is still hurt 
for the Yankees as well. So that makes sense. I don't know what you do with them after Voight comes back because the DH has got to be Stanton or Judge whenever they move them around over there too. So And Rizzo's pretty stuck at first base. He's not going anywhere else. I yeah. would probably say if he's going to go to the Yankees, I, I would be okay with it. I, got, I could see him finding his way to like uh, – another west coast team uh like uh Padres yeah no i mean that if they do that they're just ridiculous well Padres have talked about moving Eric Hosmer which i don't know I, is he playing first base i thought he was right yeah yeah um and also uh Rizzo is a four-time gold glove winner so uh, i feel like i did him a disservice by sorry we yes, knew we yeah. knew for sure he was a gold glover we knew that um, I'm, I'm wondering about Rizzo to the Red Sox. That seems like a very good move for them. It's a very good fit as well uh, for a team that is running away with the division, uh, you know, at each and every day. For them to make that big move to really put them over the hump and help them out going into the playoffs, I think that's a really good fit personally um i don't i don't hate I, that I don't either necessarily... yeah i and i i don't i don't hate the idea of chris bryant to the mess and maybe you get a package deal with him and zach davies because i also don't hate the idea of zach davies to the mess either i feel like that's something that they could use and would do a lot for them all now, right i have i i have a plan how about we each take one more guy off our list. All right. All right. Do you want to use your guy first? Do you want to go my guy first? Uh, you go. You go first. Okay. I think personally, looking around, there's two names that I would I want to honorable mention: Starling Marte. He's probably a pretty big name that might be on the move as well from Miami. I don't. That's not who I'm going to go with. I think the next best guy, personally, that we haven't named yet, who seems to be on the hot stove every year and just never gets traded going to Missouri, Kansas City, Whit Merrifield. Yeah. I think Whit Merrifield is a very valuable guy. Play he can play middle infield, not necessarily shortstop, but he can play second base, he plays center field kinda. Very valuable bat who has a lot of speed and seems to just be Every year, we seem to hear, like, Whit Merrifield, where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? Definitely the past, like, two or three. I think this is the year they finally get Whit Merrifield on the move, and he will not be a royal by the end of it. And where's he going? You know, let me let me do this real quick. I'm going to go over here and take a peek at something right here. I would say, personally, this seems like a move that one of those NL West teams would make another move for either the Dodgers or the Giants. Not the Padres, probably, but they could put him in the outfield. Like they could Whit, put... Whit Merrifield seems like a Giants player, if I've ever heard one. Like, that just screams Hunter Pence. That's what it? I mean. Hunter Pence should have been on the Giants his entire career, and he got there when he was past his prime. Absolute travesty. He won a, he won a title. Really, he doesn't care. He doesn't um, care. But I... I, I, I with Merrifield to specifically San Francisco seems 
very smart. He, he's a guy, like I said, very versatile on defense, and he hits for average better than a lot now. He, he's always hovering around the 300 mark, steals a lot of bases, and a change of scenery for him, who's on a trash Royals team, Let's. I think he's been the best guy on the market for a couple years now, and for for uh, overall, as at least who's been stating to get traded, this is the year I think he finally does go on the move. All right, uh, Liv- since you did a, a small shout out for Starlin Marte, I'm going to do one. Josh Donaldson, he's going to get traded this year. Maybe to the Brewers. Where. Maybe to the Brewers. They were talking about it, but. Uh, the one that I'm going to talk about is a guy that's na- whose name's been passed around a lot this season. That's Eduardo Escobar. Speaking of trash teams, uh, the Diamondbacks are easily the worst team in the N- uh, MLB. Trash. I'm, I'm not. I don't care who you say. If even if someone has a worse record, the Diamondbacks are awful. Suck. That is an abysmal fucking team. Um. Now, as to for where he goes, MLB.com says the Milwaukee Brewers. Just wanted to throw that out there for you. Personally, I'm thinking that he goes to my Chicago White Sox. Ooh. I think that is their big move. And since he is so versatile on the field, as far as placement is concerned, he will be a major asset to that team. And uh, that's where I think lands okay i i would i could see him having a milwaukee uniform on i would only can he play first base i think they would think of him more for third but and i i i agree i knew he was a third baseman but uh you know you had a uh, luis urias they're pretty happy with that third base right now and i don't know how actively they are pursuing him um for a third baseman i guess with donaldson i don't know if their plan is to put him at third base or if he can play first base at the major league level. Um, I would think it's more of a platoon for uh, with Urias. Regardless. Maybe, maybe Urias can play first base, too. I don't I don't quite know. Um, <sighs> yeah, again, this is... The Milwaukee Brewers are so weird. They are, they are a first-place team right now, yet they have so many needs. So many. You need a first baseman. You need a third baseman. You need an outfielder. You need relief help. That four major spots that the Milwaukee Brewers need, and yet they are what are they six, seven games up on the Reds. They've been amazing this year. They've been amazing. It, it seems, it's the pitching. It seems like this, uh, like this entire MLB season, there is no close races. It's either first or worst. It's it's hot stove time, baby. Hot stove. It's it should be great. Um, we got I got a couple things I want to talk about before we head into our last bit, but it's just going to be an insane week. We'll have a I'm sure we'll have a trade deadline review next week on our show after all the moves. We'll do something along those lines. Um, some grades and some grades. We can do that as we, we can do that as well. Now we'll stick to the theme of trades right here real quick we'll hop back to basketball coming out today bradley beal was actively talking about how he did not like the hiring of wes unseld and his first choice was sam cassell and now now right now it looks like 
basketball Bradley Beal is pretty close to being on the move. Good for him. He needed to get out of that fucking city so bad. That is a terrible organization. And where he goes, I don't know yet. Uh, obviously, you hear the Lakers are in on Bradley Beal. Uh, I, I'm sorry, what do the Lakers have to give up? Do you really want Taylor Horton Tucker uh, on your team? Like, that's the big game. Coos! Coos! Exactly. Kuzma, uh, Alex Caruso. I, I'm, I, I still have no fucking clue why anyone thinks the Lakers have any quality assets to try to get, like, a superstar. All this to beat no Giannis. All of this to beat Giannis. That's what it is right now. Or Kevin Durant, um, just saying. But uh, where does he go, though? You, you know, that's that's the different story. Bradley I could see, Steele, what about him in a deal with the other L.A. team, and they're sending Paul George and some picks there? I could see that. I, I could. Kawhi Leonard what and about, Bradley Beal team up? That would be a nice little about, team up. Um, what about going no- more north? And really helping out Damian Lillard. Ooh. There's some that, that you could trade C.J. McCollum. And be, probably C.J. McCollum, Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, Carmelo and Anthony. He, Robert Covington and some draft picks. <laughs> well, we've That's already seen the draft is going to be crazy on Thursday, which we haven't talked about yet. We, I mean, Cade Cunningham is pretty much the consensus number one with Jalen Green. And he's not even... He's not even uh, a for sure yet. The Pistons and the Rockets have been talking all freaking week, and uh, I it doesn't seem like the the Rockets are going to give in all that easily. We're gonna have some draft day. We're we're gonna have some draft day trades for sure. We've already saw one today between the Pelicans and the Grizzlies swapping centers. They Jonas Valanciunas and Stephen Adams will be swapping, which I can't uh, even believe that got done because Stephen Adams' contract is so fucking bad. I think Stephen Adams is a much better center for John Morant than Valanciunas, and they got a better draft pick. And they got a better draft pick on top of it. Eric Bledsoe also going to Memphis. Their plan is to cut him though because Bledsoe sucks. Thank you, Drew Holiday. What's up? Just had to shout that out. Um, so we should see a lot of movement, I think, on draft day. Bradley Beal, his name might be around there. And you know what? Also got to watch out for the Warriors got the seventh pick. And they also have the 14th pick. So some movement there. I could see him doing something there, too. I could. Uh, I could. Uh, he's worth He's worth more um, if Bradley Beal. Well, man. and Wiseman. And Wiseman. Send them both. Boom. Gone. Sucks. Wiseman, Wiseman does sucks. suck, but he was the second pick yeah. last year. He's he's super overrated. Hopefully they um, understand that. Um, but yeah. Well, do you, do you have anything else you want to add about the NBA real quick before I Ooh, switch up the topic? Let's just say how bad fucking Team USA is. Fucking Greg suck. Popovich, suck. Greg Popovich is going to get canned after this Olympics. Yeah. I guarantee it. Dude. I guarantee it. 83-76 to 76 to France. They were up big on them too at halftime. <sighs> Man, Evan Fournier played the game of his life. Who? Rudy Gobert! And Rudy Gobert. I also wanted to just say um, Team Yugoslavia does not exist. So. Slovenia. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was the 
general idea because uh, Yugoslavia was uh, was a nation. Anyway, uh, the the U.S. Um, is not going to win the gold. They're just not. I I don't think so. The team looks like think, they suck. I, I'm going to say it right now. They're not even making the podium. Whoa, that would I, be big time redeem team come 2024. I'm telling you, I think they don't even make the podium. They are in complete disarray. And not to mention, uh, to give them a little bit of slack, um, they a lot of the guys just came right out of uh, the playoffs. I mean, they're, they're fucking exhausted. They played a full season that started late. And, you know, so they're going right from that to the, uh, the Olympics. Uh, I, I honestly, I, I think I have more disdain for how Popovich is running this than I do how the players are playing. Not to mention, you know, it's something that, that cannot be missed. Uh, you talked, you kind of talked about it, uh, it, but Luka Doncic, uh, and company, Luka Doncic literally set tied, uh, no, set the record for most points in a, an Olympic basketball game debut. 48. 48 points. 48. Killed it. Luca um, is one of the best basketball players in the world now, and he's going to do it on this at, stage. Look at everywhere else. The international basketball game is much better than what it was. Much better than it was four years ago when the USA team you know, didn't play as well didn't play so hot either i'm i'm telling you i i think i i think you're going to see a big shift in the international basketball play okay now just based off of nothing who's the next coach of usa basketball you know, you know who um man i don't know like calipari is that a bad call or, um, or like, the, uh, no, what's the dude, uh, Boston? Oh, Brad Stevens? What do you think about Brad Stevens? Well, he just went out of coaching. But that's, that's only for NBA. He still wants to get his, his, uh, gigs. He has a relationship. Steve with Kerr? Steve Kerr? Mm, Steve Kerr's not bad call either. I could see something like that. That'll be interesting, because yeah. I do agree that Mike Pop, Pop is Holzer? out. No, not Bud. I'm sorry. I wish, but no, it's not Bud. It's not. I don't wish. I don't wish that on TMUSA. Because then Pat Conning, then Pat Connington's coming to 2024 Olympics with us. So <laughs> they'll just do that. Um, all right, all right. We're on the Olympics. It's my time. Wait, wait. There's one more quick thing we got to bring up. We didn't even talk about it. Oklahoma and Texas are not going to be in the Big 12. At this least... is going to be my end. God damn it. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, it's fine. Talk about it now. Oklahoma, Texas, looks like they're going to the SEC by at least 2025, if not sooner. If they want to go, oh, see that? What I see what I did there? Sooner? You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, but if anything, it seems like it is, um, if 2025 is the soonest they can get there, 2022, if they do want to go, they would have to pay about an $80 million penalty. What does this do for college sports, college football in the future right now? And do you think the college name, image, and what? College, college sports are fucked. 
right now, yeah. I mean, no, it's just like it's all together fucked. They're going to have to redo everything, really. Um, I think that you see this. It, this is going to turn into like five major conferences. I think. I think that you're going to get Big Ten. You're going to get the ACC. You're going to get the SEC. Pac-12. Is that, so that's four even. The Big 12 um, is falling apart if Oklahoma and Texas, which they are, yeah. leave. Baylor's going to be gone next. Uh, they're going to want to get some some love elsewhere um, because uh, they they have no real competition. And uh, they were uh, when you look at the TV rights and the money that the SEC makes over the Big 12, it is exponentially more i think like the sec made like 30 million last year something like that while big 12 made 8 million uh yeah uh, what there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of turnover now i think we might see something like this i also think now notre dame you're on the clock uh i could see notre dame getting their way into the big 10 very soon here or the ACC or something because they're going to expand this playoff and they're going to be very heavy on SEC teams when they get to this playoff. And Notre Dame not being in a conference is going to be a big deal. I want to see what happens to the Mountain West. Mountain West uh, might be in trouble. And, um, yeah, at least for football. I don't know what this does for basketball and other sports no one you know, cares no one cares story. about their sports for this move honestly eh, no but i mean you still had like what big east play and stuff like that way back in the day and i don't know whatever but yeah it, this is huge this is really big big news big news all right now it's your turn okay now we have to jump back to the olympics but i wanted to quiz you i wanted to get uh some olympic questioning for you they're going to start off easy we're going to make them progressively harder just to piss you off just so you know i have virtually watched no i i will say i have not watched a single olympic event i have heard some things um but i'm going to be pretty much going in this blind well good news this is actually uh more about last olympics last summer olympics okay so I think it's a, a fun little rehash to kind of prep everyone for the first initial uh, weekend of the Olympics, which has already been kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. I've watched a little bit of it, skateboarding and surfing and shit. It's been pretty cool. I did so, keep a little bit of skateboarding. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so first question, do you remember where the 2016 Olympics were? Because uh, I, I do have multiple choice. I, I know it. I know it. I don't need it. Uh, give it. It's Rio. There you go. Yes. Very nice. Yes. Yeah, like I said. And, and uh, you know, while we're at it, do you happen to know which country won the most gold medals? Um, It's got to be either the U- uh, the USA or China. And that, is that in your multiple choice, both of those teams? Yes. Russia <sighs> and Great Britain as well. I think, Ru- oh, shit, Russia was the Winter Olympics winner. I'm going to say China. Oh, you should have went with your first guess. Damn it. The U.S. did. U.S. Uh, actually has the most gold medals out of any country 
ever. I believe uh, that. By a sizable margin. I believe that. Uh, speaking of basketball, the United States uh, basketball team won the gold medal. Do you happen to know who won the silver medal, though? Um, I Off the top of my head, my first guess is Spain. Uh, I have Spain, Serbia, France, Argentina. So I guess it's not Spain because you gave me the rest of the options. You are correct. Okay. Um, was it France? No, it was actually Serbia. They were in the silver. They were in the championship last yeah. time. And if I remember correctly, I want to say uh, the U.S. played Spain in the quarterfinals. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I, I think Spain won bronze that year. Um, yes. Now this was a a big, uh, big story back in the of the Rio Olympics. Simone Manuel of the United States tied Canadian Penny Oleksiak, resulting in which winning uh, in each winning a gold medal for which sport? Swimming, archery, judo, or rowing? Say the names again. Uh, does this help? Simone Manuel, Penny Oleksiak. Archery. No, it was actually swimming. Mm, really? Yeah, I actually remember watching that live. It was uh, exhilarating. I, now, I I told you, yikes. I'm serious. Well, the swimming was still Michael Phelps in 2016. So Ryan Lochte getting uh, getting charged with a uh, falsely was it falsely uh, false reporting. Falsely reporting a crime or something Oh, like that. yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Crazy shit. <clears throat> uh, uh, so, the United States also won the women's basketball gold. Do you happen to know who won the silver? Spain, Australia, Brazil, or France? Spain. Yeah, there you go. Mark one on the board. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I was watching the women's game last time. That's why. Yes. Uh, now, this year, if you didn't know, that uh, the Philippines won their first ever gold in women's weightlifting, um, which was really, like, it's kind of nice to see. The, I, I can't remember her name, but she was crying and was all emotional and shit. You know, it was really cool. But in uh, 2016, Monica Puig won the gold medal in women's tennis. The first gold medal uh, at any Olympics for which country? Puerto Rico, Colombia, Venezuela, Paraguay. I think Yasio Puig is from Cuba, so that doesn't do much for me. <laughs> um, Paraguay. Uh, sorry, you should have went with uh, your not relative but relative it's puerto rico oh really yeah puerto rico's first gold medal was uh in women's tennis really Mm-hmm. that's kind of crazy don't you think yeah i, I thought that was kind of cool in 2016 that first time puerto rico won a gold medal yeah and i have another one for you as well i'm su- I, i'm surprised carlos didn't like talk our ear off about that oh What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. 
Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. We're the best tennis player. Yeah, you see that tennis player, man. You know what I'm saying? We we be playing good tennis. I, I just try to tell you. Why do you sound like Quad from Family Guy? <laughs> oh, yes, that was so good. I'm just saying, man. We play pretty good tennis. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Another another country got its first gold medal. And that was Fiji, uh, winning gold in the men's event for which sport? Which was added to the Olympics in 2016. Windsurfing, rugby, scuba diving, parasailing. Uh, I'm going to go with rugby. There you go. Fiji's got a great rugby. I knew Fiji and rugby were pretty tight. Uh, I really want to know what is scuba diving. Uh, Because I didn't know that was an event. Like, could you... Is it like deep sea? Like, how far you can go down? I don't know. before also, you die? Like, what? I, I didn't realize, like, looking at these options, like, three of the four are in the water. Windsurfing, scuba diving, and parasailing. Rugby was, like, easily the odd one out. Duh. So, uh, this year, Russia is allowed to complete uh, compete in the Olympics, despite a wide-ranging state-sponsored doping scandal. So they are now the rock or the russian olympic committee in 2016 there was another country that was banned due to undue government interference uh, so there was a competitor though fahed al dihani won his gold medal in double trap shooting under the flag of independent olympic athletes do you happen to know what that country though that was banned was Saudi Arabia, Oman, Yemen, or Kuwait? Ooh, you know, I didn't have an idea until you said the names. But now, I feel like it was Oman. It was not. It was Kuwait. Mm. But you couldn't have gotten some type of idea from Fahid uh, al-Dihani? Well, yeah, I didn't say, like... You're tricking me and went to Indonesia. No, I oh, like. I guess, I guess. Yeah, I Oman. What? Like, what? What do they? They got. What, they got Steve Jones over in Oman representing them. Steve Jones. <laughs> like, come on. What? Oh, dear God. So back to women's basketball because you know you said you were so uh, big on watching them. Yep, Brittany Griner, baby. Which two players each scored 17 points leading the U.S. in women's basketball gold medal game? Wait, don't even give me the options. I know this. Ready? Uh. Okay. Um, Maya Moore and Diana Taurasi. You are half right. Damn it! I just totally made them all those the only two. You you were looking up uh, I got nothing. WNBA. No, I got nothing. That was all off the uh, dome. That was off the uh, dome. Half right. Uh, so, if Maya Moore is wrong. It's Diana Taurasi and Lindsay Whalen. Oh. I, I don't. But, uh, yeah. So, fun, fun stuff there. <laughs> I had and no my, chance. I had no chance. My last, my last question for you. China won all the gold medals in table tennis. 
Japan had a silver and two bronze, while North Korea also took a bronze. What was the only non-Asian country to medal in table tennis? Ooh, wait. I want to... Okay, Germany is one answer. Don't give me the other ones. I just want to... New Zealand, Zimbabwe. Wait, what was the second one? You said New Zealand, Zimbabwe, Germany. What was the second one? United States. I gotta say Zimbabwe. Nah, off Deutsch. Oh, Germany. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's your uh, your little update. <laughs> Should have knew that the Germans in table tennis are, you know, they take that shit seriously over there. They, uh, like, low-key table tennis, super exciting. If you get a chance, watch it. They've been doing they, some uh, crazy shit. They just had started off. I don't know if it's uh, over yet, but this is the first year that they are doing mixed table tennis. Uh, so, man and woman, I, it's like fucking wild. It's been. It should be fun. Olympic Olympics just started, and a much more eventful week in news this week than last week was very dominated by the NBA Finals, like you said. And we talked for a decent amount. We're like hour twenty just about to hit right here in this point so it's probably a good time to start wrapping things up but do you have any quick hits you got for the week oh yeah uh first quick hit alabama qb's bryce young um he is already cashing in on the name image and likeness uh he has nick saban who makes nine million dollars a year has described as already approaching ungodly numbers so i can't even imagine what this dude is making but he is raking in millions of dollars and he hasn't even played yet uh that's that's fun also too uh we didn't talk about it but the la rams are going to be relying on matt stafford a lot because cam Akers is out for the season uh, with that torn Achilles, so that's going to be interesting to see how that's uh, how that's going to go for the L.A. Rams. Uh, another thing that's really cool, and I want to shout out the Team USA women's three-on-three Olympic basketball team has been unbeatable. I think they're five and zero, six and zero, something like that. And uh, damn. That is an exciting game to watch, too. They played at just 21. What was that? I said they just played at 21, too. It is a very cool event. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's more or less street ball. I think that's super cool. And last but not least, the big one, the Seattle Kraken had their uh, expansion draft last week. And the coolest thing ever... I can't even believe they did it, and I'm so happy they did. They had one of their players announced via Octopus. Like he picked him? Yeah, he uh, he held, like, the name of the player. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Yeah, okay. Uh, you, I, I, I don't know. I, I just can't get into hockey. But via yeah. Octopus is pretty lit. Come on, it was so cool. Dennis Chalowski was the octo pick. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I have some. And the right... octopus name was 
licorice. That's adorable. The octopus named licorice. I got some quick hits for you. Jonathan Allen, Washington football team, agree on an extension. Jonathan Allen, that pretty much the glue of that defensive line right there. Four years, $72 million. Shush. That's a lot of money for sure. And uh, we also have big signing in NBA news. Leangelo Ball is back in the NBA. He is a G Leaguer now for the Charlotte Hornets, not because his brother plays for the team. It's not. He's good at basketball. He's good. Okay? Wrong. Promise. Anyway, um, big hot stove week should be crazy. Eric Bledsoe gone after being traded. Joe Burrow's going to sit out the preseason. And now Devontae Adams is back in discussions because he's happy with how things are going in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Trade him. I don't care. Bye. Anyway, 25 episodes now down of Down the Wire. This one, very full of information. Was a little more serious today, I guess. But Well, it was like halfway serious. We were, we were, we were pretty... Really, Aaron Rodgers is just a toxic person, so he has affected our locker room as well as the Green Bay Packers locker room. It was it was very I I had a it was a good episode though. I mean, I didn't think it was anything wrong with it. It was just a different approach a little bit today than what we usually rock. So yeah, lot going on. Lot going on. Had to cover a lot of information, so it was a little bit um, more informational, like you said. But that's twenty five episodes down now. Make sure you guys. Check us out wherever you get podcasts. We're dropping them every Tuesday, same as usual. We have it on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, thechairshot.com. I want my name to be announced by a flying squirrel. Peace. her eyes like dust from the sky. It's her body and nobody. I refuse to compromise. So if she leaves, I'm a killer. Oh, she a die. Did I say that out loud? I'm so crazy about mine. Selfish about my perks, oh Shorty like a thousand dollar plate, fine china Tell her that she beautiful every day I remind her I jump in a pussy like a lake I'm a Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.